Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and AR. And I'm super excited for today's show because we have two amazing guests. First of all, hello, Eric Hartley. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Sebastian? I'm doing really well, too. And for all of you who don't know Eric, Eric is an absolute industry insider, meta insider, and he has really the best connections in the industry and I'm happy to meet him at all the events, and it's always nice to meet him. Eric, so stoked to have you on the show. Also, super happy to have Simplex here. Wukash, how are you doing? Hi, Sebastian. I'm, I'm, so, I'm glad that you have invited me on the show. Of course, yeah. man. I love you to be on the show. And yeah, for all of you who don't know Simplex yet, Simplex is a VR enthusiast, also industry insider in Poland and having the best and biggest and only Polish <laughs> VR podcast called M Quadrat. <laughs> M Quadrat. Okay, yeah, what does it mean? Like M to the power of two or exactly. M squared or? M squared, yes, because I, it's a very short story. I just tell you quickly the story. It has nothing to do with uh, virtual reality. <laughs> it was founded by two guys whose names started with M, you know, Michael <laughs> I like and Marcin, it, I like it. And they made it like that. And then uh, I like, uh, Joined them and I took and then uh, then I took it to, uh, then I took it over. So <laughs> okay, cool, Peacefully. great. And now, <laughs> yeah, that's always a good thing to do. <laughs> and yeah, and, and now you own uh, the VR podcast of Poland. I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would totally come to your show as well if you do one episode in English. Yeah, um, you know what? I I mean, yes, I will do. So I can invite you already. Uh, that would be Both cool. That would be amazing. Thanks. Yeah, cool, cool. And I also here, my name is Sebastian Ang. I'm the founder of MRTV and the host of the Next Dimension podcast. For all of you who are new here, this podcast streams live every Saturday at 9 p.m. London. No, 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 that's wrong. 9 p.m. Berlin, 8 p.m. London. And Warsaw. <laughs> and Warsaw, that's, right, that's correct. Um, noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. in New York City. And you can listen to it also as an audio podcast everywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you love this show, you should absolutely give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify everywhere where you can rate us. That really helps us. And that would make other people find this amazing podcast. So that would be really cool. So today we have a really exciting show, in my opinion. And well, we are going to talk about Bone Lab, of course, the big release last week that everyone was looking forward to. And um, yeah, I played it through. And I know Eric as well. Eric actually helped me, honestly speaking. Yeah. So thanks to Eric for, for no helping me get through this. There was there was really uh, really needed and uh, really great. So yeah, we're going to talk about Bone Lab. Then we're going to talk about hardware, of course. We're going to talk about Pimax. I didn't put it into the description. I forgot it, but it came back to my mind. We are going to talk about Pimax because the Pimax Crystal, 
their enthusiast high-end super high-resolution headset standalone headset it is going to launch actually and I must tell you guys I'm pretty stoked about it so this is what we're going to talk about then then we had another fantastic leak from Bradley and yeah this this was a huge leak right we saw the quest 3 and according to the CAD files, we could learn what the headset could do and could probably not do, like face recognition and eye tracking. So I was surprised about this, and I'm looking forward to find out what Eric and Simplex think about this omission and also in general about uh, what Meta is going to do. To fight <laughs> Pico. So this is another huge topic. The Pico 4 is launching here in, in Europe and in some Asian states. Asian countries and uh, yeah well I have it since yesterday I didn't sleep yesterday because I was working on that hands-on video the 30-minute video that hopefully you all watched out there I put lots of uh, yeah effort into it and uh, I, I like it now <laughs> I'm happy that people also enjoy it I think yeah so we are going to talk about the Pico 4 what it can do you can ask me all kind of questions and we are going to talk about uh, Pico and Meta in general and yeah we're gonna find out if we think that Pico has a shot at glory <laughs> in this very exciting market that we are all such big fans of so that is going to be really good yeah so before we go into the topics let's talk about our last week so in general Eric um, how was your last week like, VR-wise? It was good. <laughs> um, lots of things have come out, actually. I, I played Bone Lab, which we're going to talk about a bit more. But I also played something called World Flight, okay. which is a very stripped-down, targeted-to-quest flight simulator. What's cool about okay. it, though, is it actually has Google Maps integration. So you can take off and land at whatever airport similar to Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, okay, cool. from anywhere in the world. And it's it's got, for example, here, I, I flew from San Francisco International Airport. It's got fog effects. It's got rain. It's got all the different weather atmospheric conditions. It's really cool. Sounds pretty interesting. But how does it look? I mean, if you think about like a Quest, um, yeah. it, right? It looks... It, it looks Simple. like a Quest App Lab game, unfortunately, but it, it plays really well. So okay. what's the title again? Flight what? World Flight. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So it's something that you can recommend? Um, it's early. I okay. will say that. I, I don't necessarily know that I would pick it up today, uh, but it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I like the direction that they're going in with it. It also has helicopters, which I don't think are in a lot of uh, flight right. simulators at this point. Okay. Are you um, a Microsoft Flight Simulator fan? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> This is so good, right? I, I love the game. It's fantastic. And I, sh I want to spend more time in it, but it's, it's a time-sucking um, app, right? It's, it's just like it takes too long to... to to put all the time into it. Yeah, and yeah. The, other, the other game I played was uh, Crisis Brigade 2. Uh, oh, yeah, which okay. It's been out for a while, uh, but it's now on the Quest storefront. Oh, and they, that is good they redid a lot of the 
effects and added some explosions and action sequences to make it more Time Crisis-like. You know what? I really enjoy this game. Even though it's simple, but probably because of its simplicity. It's just like cool, fun action, right? Yeah. You don't have to think about it uh, like in bone, bone Lab sometimes. You can just go in and just shoot and have fun. And yeah, I like it. I truly so like it. Is the second, uh, the second part uh, as hard as the first one? Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. Hard, hard, tough as nails. I heard it's like very hard. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, Eric, when is the next time that we're going to meet each other? Vegas? Oh, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I will be there. Uh, so Vegas uh, in January for CES. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. Yeah, Vegas is always a nice place to go. I really enjoyed it every single time. It's it's cool. It's it's crazy and cool. And then CES, right? It's just such a great show, not just for VR, but even for VR. There's quite yeah. a few things that you can find. Probably we're going to play the Pimax 12K for the first time then. And um, I'm looking forward to it, to, to meet you and to check out all the stuff. And then when you're finished with VR, you can check out all the other cool tech stuff, exactly. right? Because we are not just VR enthusiasts, right? We are techies. Like, right, Eric, you also like all kind of other tech, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing that's interesting about CES in general is you kind of get to see not just what's current, but what people are working on for the future. So we got to see really early Pimax stuff with yes. pancake lenses, with uh, 4K displays and everything that kind of eventually moved into the Pimax 4, or, or I'm sorry, the Pico 4 rather. Right. Um, and so, so with the Pico device that we tried, I think it was the Pico G3 prototype or something of that nature. It was like a little the thin one. glasses, basically. Yes, yeah. I tried it as well there, yeah. And, and, and that technology has led to things like the Pico 4 and future devices, probably. Exactly. The form factor that we saw there, it was absolutely amazing, right? Even better than this. And this is already yeah. so good right now. We're getting to this ski mask kind of like form exactly. factor. But but that was more like sunglasses form factor. It was. But I can remember, yeah. I think it was only three DOF, right? It was something yeah. like Oculus Go at that yeah, point in it, time. It didn't have any type of tracking. So like I, I know that those tracking cameras, you can't really fit those into glasses yet. Yeah, yeah, right. So, CES it will be, Eric. I'm looking forward to be back in the States, obviously, like always. Yeah, cool, cool. And um, Simplex, tell, tell us more about your week. Um, what excited you in VR last well, week? I played Bone Lab for, for a very okay, short good. time, but, but I was really impressed. Okay. And also, I played old game called Survive. I don't know if you heard. Like It's Survive, but the I is in the one and, and E is a three. So uh, oh, yeah. Eric notes. It's like a zombie survival game, but it has co-op. <laughs> I tried it too. Yeah, it's a bit janky, but if you play with, co I played with my two friends in co-op, so it was fun because like you can cover yourself, like one one person shoots, uh, one, the other person like carries something. It's it's quite atmospheric. There's this like American city. It's dark. Zombies are everywhere. It's it's nice. It's, nice. It was, it was fun. Cool. What is um, at the moment the VR headset of your choice? Index all the way. Okay, yeah, it's it's a great headset still. Yeah, I, I have I have Quest Two, of course, and I also have uh, PSVR. But Quest Two, 
with Airlink, it's too much junk for me, like too much problems. You know, something can happen. There's okay. lag. You're wireless. I, I also live in like a block of flats, which is a thing in Poland. And I live like in a huge, it's like a project. You can call it a project. Yeah. Right. So, so I have like 50 wireless networks, you know, in my block. So, you know, I can't even have good experience because it's interference all the way. So you have to ask um, Gigoda. He's in the chat right now. What to do yeah. about it? He, you yeah. need to use virtual desktop. Probably that yeah. will make you make it a better virtual. I, I will. I, will I mean, I will use virtual desktop on Pico definitely. Right. Right. I, like I, everyone. I should, I should probably uh, fire EMP device. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To get rid of all the other exactly. Wi-Fi networks. I like it. I, I, I like the idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just use the six gigahertz band. Band. Yeah. Says I mean, Yeah. <laughs> But I have six gigahertz uh, router, but it's not six E. Six E is a different, like uh, you know, band. But six is still on the. I think six is still yeah, on the still old on band, the same right? Five gigahertz. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not helping, sadly. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Simplex. Um, and how how often do you have your Polish podcast? Is it also like a weekly affair? Like every here, two weeks. Every, every two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, that's more relaxed, probably. I was yeah, also thinking yeah. about it for for this podcast because not every week there's so exciting topics, exactly. right? Let's see, let's see how to do it. And do you um, also have like like a team of recurring um, hosts, or do you do it alone? Or how yeah, do you do it? I, I managed to grab a team. One of one of them was actually uh, in, uh, just gr greeting us in the in the podcast. So I have like two or two to three people that record with me. Okay, so great. It's, it makes it's fun. And sometimes I invite guests, of course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And how is the, um, the the Polish VR scene? Is it the same like in in Germany? No, no. You can buy the Quest, right? Like we in yes. Germany, we cannot buy the Quest. You know, Quest is very popular here now. Okay, Lots of people Quest. Have it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Of course, makes sense. Like everywhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this might change very soon. So that's what we're going to talk in the in the later part of the show. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Simplex, for telling us about your week and your podcast but this yeah. is not your main job right the the vr thing no no of course not i mean not yet but uh, i have like almost 800 subscribers on my channel so i think for a polish you know for a polish okay. VR podcast it's quite i think it's it's it's, it's decent okay I mean, you know, have... it's about vr and it's in polish yeah so right so if we have any, how more um... niche can you get <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah so if we have any polish um subscribers or listeners here go to find simplex's podcast M quadrat. M quadrat. Yes, M quadrat. Yeah. M quadrat. Okay. You pronounced cool. well. Great. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And yeah, for me, let me tell you about my week. It was two things. First, it was Bone Lab <laughs> because I had the, the ambition to make a real review of the game because I did get it earlier. That was amazing, right? And so it's like a privilege that I can get it. And I thought, like, hey, it would be, um, yeah, not the right thing just to play it for half an hour or so and then to talk about the game. Because I know like those devs, they spend so much time on it, right? The devs spent like the whole um, two years of COVID working on that game. And then I, I get it like a bit earlier as one of the few people, I, I have the feeling I should at least like really understand it. So I spent like three days over, over three days, I played it through. Again, thanks, <laughs> thanks Eric. <laughs> And yeah, then I did my review. And actually, I heard quite a few people who said like, uh, Sebastian, thank you for that review. Without that review, I wouldn't have known that the game actually only starts when you reach that bone hub. 
that we're going to talk later about. Yep, so there was there was a lot of work, but also fun. And then I got I received the the Pico four yesterday. Yeah, and then I was just working. I was just working uh, and uh, made the made my first hands on that you have probably watched. And yep. That was my week. So lots of VR work, but yeah, exciting. I'm happy that I can do this kind of work. It's perfect. And now I'm looking forward to talk with you about these amazing topics. I love to talk with nice people about uh, these topics since we're also excited about VR, right? So it's just like an amazing atmosphere and a good feeling to talk about it. So let's start with, yeah, let's start with Bone Lab. Let's, let's start with Bone Lab. Let's, let's have a look at uh, some video footage of the game. So let me share my screen with you. Here it is. And here we go. And yeah, let me just play it. So here, this is from YouTube. And let's talk about Bone Lab. So let me give our audience um, some background. Bone Lab is the successor of Boneworks, with, which came out in 2019. And Boneworks was already quite a sensation at that time because the exciting thing about this game is and was that, yeah, it's so special with its physics. So it's a shooter, but you can like interact with everything just as you could in the real life and also with all the weapons. The weapon handling is out of this world. So yeah, like, like you just saw here, you can use the sledgehammer to close doors or just to do anything. The interaction with the world was simply outstanding with Boneworks. And well, also Boneworks, I played it through. Really cool, super enjoyed. It was one of my favorite VR games for a long time. Now, we heard from the team that they had been working on uh, Quest 2 yeah, version. Not of Boneworks, but of a game that would play in the same universe. And it's called Bone Lab. And then we didn't hear from it for quite a long time. But then suddenly, like I think probably like a week or two weeks ago, <laughs> suddenly we got the gameplay trailer or where Brandon Large, the developer of it, he um, showed the note, some uh, some gameplay footage, and it just looked spectacular. It was just the same universe where everything is super physical, right? You can touch everything and everything works as normal, but you have a new kind of, uh, yeah, kind of uh, thing that you have now different avatars that you can change on the fly, at least in the in that gameplay trailer that you would like uh, pull some line from your arm and then you can choose different avatars and they have different kind of features like there's a strong one or a tall one or a fast one and so forth and then you would choose these avatars to um, solve certain problems so that looked really interesting and then it came out now and yeah on quest 2 and on PC VR, and it's pretty, pretty amazing to get such a game onto the Quest 2 with that mobile processor, and I can tell you, all the physics, everything works just as well as in Boneworks from the PC. It was just like the whole magic that I felt, I also felt it in 
the in the Quest 2 version. Very, very noteworthy. So it came out now and let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we thought about the game. And okay, now we have advertisement here of YouTube that we don't want to see it. Um, yeah, let's let's ask Eric. Um, first, tell us what you thought about Bone Works in 2019, sure. and then tell us about what was your feeling when you started Bone Lab. So Bone Works, uh, first of all, was only on PC VR, I believe. Right. Uh, so we didn't have the experience of a, of a standalone version at that point. Um, I think. The way that I would describe it is the janky physics simulator. Uh, it was one of the first real uh, physics sandbox games. I know a lot of other ones have come out since then. Uh, Blade and Sorcery is another one that's really popular at this point. Uh, but this one had the hallmarks of a title that gave you a lot of freedom, essentially, to play the game however you wanted to. And, and then you could build what you wanted to afterward um, within... Like, you could build your own stories, essentially, within that game. Um, so it was a really good concept. Um, and it also, in a lot of ways, reminded me of Half-Life because of the way that they have... They're almost head crabs and they're almost you're right. combine. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> they, they look very similar. Yeah. Let me ask you something because there are all those rumors that it was supposed to be a Half-Life game in the Half-Life universe. Do you think there's any credence to it, or it was just? Um, I will say that they did have support from Valve through throughout the development of Boneworks, uh, but Valve was working on Half-Life Alex alongside that. So I don't know that there was ever an actual plan to make it a Half-Life game, okay. but they did certainly have endorsement and support from Valve back then. Yeah, because I heard some like very crazy tinfoil hat, uh, great uh, conspiracy theories that actually they were supposed to work on Half Life game and then like Valve betrayed them and made Alex and they <laughs> oh, had to I don't like think so. pivot. But, no, that didn't like, happen. Tinfoil hat, no, like no, I'm, no. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to like have someone credible, like you yeah. know, nip yeah. it in the bud, like yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah, officially publicly say it's like bullcrap. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, um, Bone Lab. Uh, the first thing I do want to mention is this game actually made me feel pretty uncomfortable. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I can I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the opening scene uh, is... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is is really not one I want to relive. <laughs> um, but then uh, even, even after that, this one really pushes the limits with uh, artificial motion throughout the game. Uh, there's a scene in an elevator, for example, where it kind of just oh, throws yeah. you up into the air. Uh, later, there's a, a full-on almost roller coaster in the game um, that feels like a roller coaster, but you're not moving. So it's it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty physical game, is is what I would say. Even even if you're sitting or or standing in one place. Absolutely, and let me add to this. It feels like the developers don't care right <laughs> they don't they don't hold you by the hand and uh, or or let's say it in a different way they, they don't give you any comfort options of right. course they could have given us comfort options like a vignette or what, what uh, yeah probably not uh, not the teleport no they wouldn't fit into the game but it seems like 
they simply didn't want to do that. It feels like, for me, it feels like this game is for complete VR enthusiasts that simply subscribe to the idea, I'm there, and okay, uh, everything is as realistic as possible, and that's it. Go Take it, love it, or hate it. We don't care, right? right? This kind of attitude. And they also made it hard to play. Um, it, yes, it almost yes, felt yes, like yes. it almost felt like an escape room multiple times, where you have to solve not intuitive puzzles, and even in solving some of those puzzles, the puzzles break. Uh, I don't know if you had this experience, Sebastian, but uh, there's a puzzle with a crane game. Yep, the thing, and... the, the the remote was gone. Yeah, did you too? Yeah, for me too. Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. So I had to replay the game, that, that part. Yeah. And, and, and that's this pretty early on in the game, but it almost discourages you from finishing the game. It's, 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 it's a weird feeling. Totally and agreed. There's a comment from Technological Glitch who says, who else thought you had to climb the rope? Like the news. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I spent yeah. five I, minutes. Like, I, I was trying, yeah, I was trying to figure out ways to... Uh, Catch this. Not put, not put it around my neck. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I thought that I have to like swing myself, you know, like forward and back until I'm far enough to grab uh, the dagger. After five minutes of like, you know, uh, flailing around, I realized that I should, I can probably force pull it, you know? Yeah. And I felt stupid. But the game should tell you something like this would be a hint. Because they only teach you once that you can force pull this dice right. in the beginning. And then N not nothing but That's... but even even that even the dice i was standing there and i was thinking okay what, what now what am i supposed to do right me too. me too but because i didn't know yet yes that that i need to press the trigger and the grip exactly. to get right. stuff i didn't know yeah. and the, the funny thing is i can remember remember in 2019 they also had like this tutorial where you also have to force grab stuff and i was also they're stuck because also I didn't know that I need to do both. Yeah, yeah it, like it, it confuses like, me that you don't just help, use the grip. Help you us more. Grip. Yeah, stress level zero. Like yeah. we don't know your game as good as you know, right? So, so yeah. just give us a little hint. Just, just teach us. Okay, please here grip and. <laughs> you know, it's like with the comfort options. Like vignette is the simplest things they could add. Like what does it hurt them to have vignette yeah. as an option? Like yeah. why not have it? Like, are you like? It, it just, to... it, it, yeah, I totally agree with you. It really just feels a bit like, ah, oh, you know what? We don't need it. We don't care. Just, just this, this little valve attitude. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we can do it if we want, but we don't want. Yeah, but That's, actually, uh, valve attitude uh, in Half Life Alex was actually the opposite. Yeah, they made it, it so yeah, abs absolutely like, was perfect. They made it so comfortable, like, like to the point of like being, you know, not dynamic enough. Like the fights. Yeah. If you play Half Life Two VR mode. You can compare how many people, how many combine you fight. Like it's intense, right? And in Half-Life Alex, it's like always two, three people, and then it's over. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, it it seems to be the attitude of these developers. I mean, they did something amazing. I still love the game, honestly speaking, after having played it through, and I still want to go back for <laughs> the parkour and for other things. You're right. So I know it is amazing. But I only know it's amazing 
because I put myself through the hard labor exactly. <laughs> of, of going through the game. Yeah. And I don't think many people will actually do that. I know for a fact that lots of people th thought the game was over after they have tried all the mini games in the Bone Hub. So th this is not a spoiler, people who have not played it yet, right? You get into this kind of Bone Hub where you have different different kind of mini games that you can play, like uh, parkours and tech trial and arena mode and so on. And I honestly thought, okay, yep, they could do that for a quest game and end here. As in, okay, uh, that's up to you now to play those games as long as you want and to beat the high scores and stuff. It could have been like this. And I would have thought, okay, then $40 would have been too expensive for that then i would have guessed for nine for twenty dollars would would be okay right but but not like this so but that is not the end right it is not the end there's a whole different full game waiting for you after that bone hub but i truly don't think people will know i'm glad sebastian that you didn't spoil it because actually yeah. mike from virtual reality oasis he spoiled it he told oh, really? you how to unlock it and i'm oh really I'm mad oh. at him Oh no. So don't yeah. watch Virtual Reality Oasis review because he spoiled <laughs> how to unlock these oh, additional levels. I got I it. I got it. Perfectly because you said okay. that it's there, but you don't want to spoil the surprise. And yeah, I totally get it. You know what? It. As a payback to Virtual Reality Oasis, I'm going to beat his score in the parkour <laughs> game. <laughs> you do that. Please. For me. Yeah, for, for you. Me. Yes, Avenge. Avenge. I'll, make it, I'll make it very public. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other things that's already started apparently uh because i've seen some clips uh are mods for this game uh, uh, oh, there cool. was a, there was a clip yeah. of a super mario 64 level wow, integrated cool. into bone lab last night uh um, that is cool on, i saw it on twitter so the potential for modding in this game is another thing that's that's exciting um yes but the way I look at it is, if that game wasn't there, I wouldn't want to pay $40 to have the option to mod a game, if that makes sense. Uh, makes I sense. can pay $0 and build a game in Unity or Unreal Engine. Um, so I, I am glad that at least there's an adventure there, uh, no matter how inex in in inaccessible that adventure <laughs> might be for some people. It is people. pretty inaccessible, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think... A lot of the reviews, the early reviews, uh, touched on the fact that this is really just the beginning for this game, and I am already seeing the potential from from the modding community of some of the things that they might bring into this game. Um, I'm hoping that it's not just a copyright violating hub in mm -hmm. the future. I know Contractors has kind of turned into that with uh, they, I think they have a Star Wars mod now and. I think there there might be a Halo mod and things of that nature that they're just kind of grafting other universes into that franchise. Uh, and I'm hoping that's not what happens with Bone Lab. I'd like to see some original work. Um, but it, it was interesting to see kind of already that there's people making that effort. I don't even know if the tools are out yet to do so. Yeah, no idea. But I'm also looking say, forward to that. I must say yeah. I'm shocked. Can you guess how many uh, reviews Bone Lab has on Steam? If you didn't check, I have no I idea. Checked. Tell us. Did you guess, like guess how many? Um, I don't know, like uh, 350. 400. 4, 4, no, 4, 4, 000. 000 reviews. What on yes. Steam? 
on Steam. Wow. Yes. That is crazy. Okay, it so is. they're doing pretty well then. Yes. They must have <laughs> sold like a hundred thousand. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, no, I, that's I'm happy 50. for them. Yeah, yeah, totally. It has uh, now seventy-seven percent of you know, seventy-seven percent of uh, positive reviews. So it's not like a you know, okay. some people are are are, are not uh, you know. Well, there, there there's also some issues with uh, actually accessing the game. Yeah, uh, OpenXR runtime. Something. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you don't have the OpenXR runtime set correctly, and you're using an index, for example, if you try to use the index controllers, they don't work. Oh, uh, really? Because okay. there's there's not a specific open VR uh, mapping for those controllers, um, and so you have to make sure that the Open XR runtime is set correctly. Uh, there's directions. I think they've posted them to Twitter now that we're in the Stress Level Zero Discord, uh, but a lot of people were having problems with multiple headsets. I, I use the Index as an example, but Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Uh, Another thing to mention is this game does not support Vive wands. So if you have anything in the Vive ecosystem, probably not a good idea to buy this game unless you have index controllers. That's crazy. Um, Yeah. So it's some of those negative reviews are for that reason. Um, But I can also see other reasons to put a negative. I'm not not saying those are the only reason. Um, What I also saw was the Quest store had a flood of reviews the minute the game came out, essentially. Oh, really? Okay. And they they were like meme games. reviews. Yes, exactly. And it, it, it was really... <laughs> it was like, this game cures cancer. I didn't play yeah, it yet, but or... I know it's amazing. Five stars. I read <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so, there was so a crazy it, hype about it. Yeah. Really. It really inflated yeah, yeah. the five-star ratings yeah, yeah, yeah. instantly. Because it was literally within five minutes of the game coming out, none of these people have actually played it. Yeah. And they all put these... Terrible I, meme reviews. I have there. a question. Can you can you even uh, are you allowed to make a review if you didn't play or if you didn't buy the game or, or you cannot? Because no, I, I think don't you, know, but I think you have to own the game. I don't think yeah. you have to have played it though. Okay. To put a review out there. And on Steam, on that it shows you on Steam it shows you how many yes. hours the person yeah. writing Th- the review. That is that is so cool. I think actually yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that we know two, it has two uh, two numbers. A number of hours played at the time of this of making this review and number okay. of played total. It's, oh, it's wow. great. This is this is so useful then. Yes, and that's why you can laugh when someone gives a game on Steam negative review and they played for three thousand hours. You know, that's, those are the okay. funniest reviews. I don't uh, recommend yeah. someone, it. <laughs> someone in chat has mentioned uh, yeah. that you have to play for five minutes. Okay, so okay, at reviews, least yeah. So. Okay. okay, that makes so, sense. The, those five minutes in reviews were literally they they, they booted the game <laughs> they crazy. played for five minutes they made a review wow yeah. so interesting yeah so um people do need to play this actually longer to understand what this is about and i played it so long and i really enjoyed it let's talk about the technical aspects of the game um eric have you played this on pc vr or on the quest uh, I actually played through the whole thing on Quest first. Okay. And okay. then I went back and played on PC VR. Uh, I haven't finished P- PC VR yet. I'm, I'm at the point that's kind of like the Matrix hallway. I think you'll know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, before yeah. the avatars. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm about halfway through the game at this point on, on PC VR. Uh, and what strikes me is how well this did play on Quest. 
I didn't Same. feel like I needed to go switch to the PC version instantly. Wow. Um, totally agree with because, this. Totally. Because wow. it, it, again, it's an uncomfortable game, but <laughs> it, it's just as uncomfortable on PC as it is on Quest. Is the, it's not is the lack a, of cable helping? Uh, I think so. I really yeah. do. I, I think I think having it wireless, having it standalone. Um, obviously, this game was targeted toward Quest because the controls are very fluid. Um, nice. It so it's it's something that. Well, I say that, but unless you understand the controls, they're not very fluid. Like once 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 you get used to what the control scheme is, it works really well. Um, Eric, sorry so, to, to interrupt you. Did you have any yeah. uh, performance problems? Because I read Upload VR review and they said that so, it's like it problematic. So, so where Upload VR had an issue, I believe, was in the actual Bone Lab hub section. Mm -hmm. You can build, you can spawn enemies wherever you want okay. and objects oh, wherever you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you spawn too many enemies or spawn too many objects, then you can get a performance hit. Uh, in the actual campaign game, which is really what I focused on, I didn't really have any performance hits. Um, it's it, it's still kind of remarkable to me, though, the, the level of... Like, there's shadows in the quest version, which you don't usually see a lot of shadows in, in quest builds. Um, they're not as rich and as detailed as what you see in the PC VR build, but they're there. Um, so it, it's, it, it is definitely a, a technical marvel. I would maybe, say. maybe they Agreed. played the earlier, the earlier version because sorry that I'm digging into this so much, but no, I'm reading their review no, and good. they say, and they say they have a chapter called performance woes, right? Uh -huh, and they okay. say bone lab does have some rougher edges and they say, during my playthrough, I encountered frequent stutters, frame drops, and many moments where I, it was clear that the headset was struggling to keep up. Many moments. So okay. I'm, I did, that's I why that. that's why I'm asking I you either. because I want to believe you, not them. Yeah. Because you know. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, I wouldn't. I, I do want to say I wouldn't not believe them that right. their experience could have totally been different. Um, they played the pre-release version, for example. Like uh, I, I don't think it was a previous version because I think they had access around the same time <laughs> that Sebastian and I did. Yeah. Um, but you know, different people are susceptible to different things. There's there's the right. possibility that there was a frame drop there that I did not recognize. Or maybe they recorded honest. it. Same here. And that uh, that's true. Could maybe. be. Could because, be. Because the way that I played was uh, just using casting for the yeah. first hour, yeah. and then I didn't I didn't record the whole game. I only played the the rest of the game myself. Yeah, you know, I want okay. to I want to make a uh, like a short uh, detour. I want to say that Quest is starting to get amazing deep long games. Red Matter Two. Uh, yeah, true, into the true. radius and now this like this yeah, is amazing it's, it's it's really good so for the people who say oh there are no games in vr that's not true there are really good yeah. games so, yeah good that you um eric good that you streamed the game on quest because i uh, wanted to record it with uh, the nice new features of uh, version 44 <laughs> and then i lost the recordings it was just yeah. it stopped oh. and it was all gone so i played the first two hours like f for nothing and then I just went to uh, PCVR. But you know what? Actually, I even 
enjoyed the the quest version a bit more than playing via airlink because the game is kind of dark and there's so much color banding it was oh, yeah. really not enjoyable to play this via airlink so actually playing it native on the quest was better and i truly believe i truly would say that this is a marvel just like you said to bring this whole game yeah. onto the quest 2 that you can bring anywhere with this amazing physics and that whole yeah, sandbox mode and all the different modes. I am amazed by the quest version. I it think is other amazing. developers are now mad at Stress Level <laughs> Zero. Like, why yeah. did you do this? We, 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 now we cannot say, oh, we can't put it on quest. It's quest is too weak. We cannot do this. No, you cannot do this because you have don't have the you know like the the competence the, to do it. Yeah, right. The technical and, skills to make uh, this happen. I also wanted to give a huge shout shout out. They have a cross buy. You buy it yeah, on this, yeah. exactly. two versions in the price exactly. of one. Exactly. Absolutely amazing. So amazing. nice. So yeah. you just get the Quest version. You can play it on PC VR if you want. Yeah. And yeah, just like you want to do you it. You get and two games for the price of one. You get you get uh, like a PC version for $20 and Quest version for $20. And exactly. If you buy it on Steam, you pay $40, you have one game. <laughs> yeah, right. So so in that scenario, I obviously would buy the, the Quest yeah. version, right? Why not? So... Well done. I also think this this cross buy thing. This is a great concept. Yeah. So Simplex, um, you did not play Boneworks, right? But you played, played Bone Lab now. I or, played Boneworks very briefly, like for okay. an, uh, half an hour, maybe or an okay. hour. I had a very deja, I had the deja vu a bit. Tell me, is this? Yeah. Right. It sounds same really here. like almost the same game. Same. Yep. In the beginning, at least. Later, yeah, no. Yeah, Later okay. is totally different. But in the, the beginning, change of the characters is is, is is incredible from what I Ch saw on the trailers. Yes, change of characters and also other things that I don't want to spoil, mm -hmm. which are cool. Yes. I think, in my opinion, like very yeah. imaginative, nice. where you feel like, wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, Eric, right? So, yeah, just, it's I, it's I, worth it. I was it. very impressed. It's worth it to to go through the pain of getting to this cool. Yeah. Um, I think I'll start. I think I play Boneworks first, you know, and then mm -hmm. I'll get get to this. Yeah, you should, you can do it. Absolutely. I also very much enjoyed Boneworks, but actually the same with Boneworks. The first two hours are also more like a tutorial, yes. right? It's a very long stretch tutorial, and then only it picks up and mm -hmm. like a story unfolds, and you have to shoot weird. stuff. And stuff. It's weird. That they didn't weird. Change it. Absolutely weird. <laughs> but yeah, so. Honestly, I do believe it would be better if they had made it a bit more accessible for more people so that yeah. more people can enjoy yeah. it rather than to have this kind of hardcore attitude. Okay, here, here's our it stuff. It. it is amazing. Take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I believe lots of people will leave it. <laughs> our way or the highway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that is a bit I sad. Think it's, I yeah. think it's okay, okay in a way. Like, I, I agree with I, I want everything to be as accessible to everyone as possible. Uh, that's that's my attitude, but I don't want to detract from the developer's wishes. At the of same course, time, of course, if, if, it, they, if, a developer if it's their vision, wants, of course. Yeah, if, if the developer wants to take a risk in in this market and go all out with one specific direction, more power to them. But I, I agree that you know there's going to be people that love it, there's going to be people that hate it, and the market's going to dictate whether or not they continue making games like this. True. Right, but I, I do believe that they are successful now. Both works right? must have been successful enough to for them to merit creating the second exactly. sequel, right? Although I still think they could have added the you know the blinders, like this wouldn't <laughs> yes. hurt them. This wouldn't compromise their vision, right? I mean, 
it's not it's, something it's that compromises their vision. Like it's true. I think we can I, all agree on that. I, I I also agree on that. And like I've played so many games and I did grow my VR legs, but still I got sick by this game, yeah. right? Because they yeah, it's definitely. it's like too much, right? Like the whole thing is so rubbery or how to say that like you stretch it feels like you're yeah. you're moving when you're like climbing something and obviously you're not moving in real life so all and then yeah, yeah just like you said like that, that roller coaster ride <laughs> like if you push a wall like you know you, you are moving from the wall but it's like in reality you're not moving right so it's a really weird yeah, feeling then the world you feel like you're pushing the world away you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, but on the other hand, also that makes it so amazing, that game. Like, I love the parkours where I was hanging there and, like, but putting myself to the next part, just like in American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, it's the same the thing. It's, it's, it's one it's of a kind. amazing. I, I loved no, it. There's no other game like that. It's one of a kind. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I will go back to it. So I'm going to try to get Mike's um, high score on that parkour. <laughs> You do that. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting it's, for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So I must say, in, in my opinion, it is worth $40, but you have to be like a VR enthusiast that's looking for the next big thing. What is your take on it, Eric? Um, I think if if you want to be tortured for five hours, yeah. Um, once once you get past the torture, there's a lot of potential there and and i think you know that's that's where i would invest that forty dollars if you like action ad adventure games if you like violent games um and if you like escape room puzzles uh that's that's where i would recommend the game um also if you're not afraid to get motion sick um because this is absolutely not a game that I would show somebody as a, as a newcomer not, to VR. Exactly, yeah. not your first VR game. Just remember, whenever you Period. start feeling sick, oh, immediately take off the headset. Like like the yeah. yes. number one. Exactly. And use ginger. Ginger helps. Yeah. I heard. Also, guys, have you ever heard or played the game Detached? Have you heard of it? Yes. Um, it's a Polish game. It's a Polish uh, yeah, game. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. No. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> Eric it, knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So so Detached is a zero gravity game oh, um, <laughs> you can imagine what it, happens it, that uh takes you in directions that you definitely th there's very few people that will not get motion sick from that game yes exactly um you can start spinning someone in chat, someone in chat called it a vomit sim and yeah. that's kind of what it is um but yeah i've, I've actually met that developer team uh mm. and and you know they 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 took a similar risk they entered the market with something that they knew was going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people. They had a bunch of playtesters that had problems with it. Yeah. So you know what? This is our game. And they took that stand. And they're uh, not making your games anymore, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, no, they, they actually did. They made, uh, I think it's called Teledash or something like that. Telefrag. 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 Uh, but that was yeah. another missed. They completely missed the market. They missed the market. They made a teleport only game and yeah. arena to one V one arena shooter with only teleport motion for PC. Okay, because Gamers they were it. so afraid now of people getting sick. Exactly. So only teleport after that. Exactly. <laughs> that they that went is from so, one that is so funny. Another, yes, yes, yes. yes. So the third, times. the third try is going to be the hot one. But they won't exactly. make another. Yeah, but they, but they resigned from the. They dropped the mic. They, they are. They, they made a RPG game called Game Deck, uh, based okay. on right. science fiction writings of a Polish writer. So yeah, I actually really like Game Deck. It's yeah? it's actually a pretty good game. 
cool. I, I I love it that you heard about it and you like it. It's nice. Nice. So, yeah. That's you just cool. proved your you know your chops. <laughs> yeah, he has them. Yeah, so cool. So um, what is your take, Simplex? Are you going to um, dig deeper into the game yes. or? Okay. I must tell you, I have an iron stomach. Okay. Great. I have yeah, good great. genes. Like really, like from the very beginning, <laughs> I could always like you know artificial locomotion. You know. I love it. You have good genes, man. Yeah. I, I would say the same about me, but I still got motion sick. You know, we'll see. I mean, I I was afraid to try detached. You know. Because, okay. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. I think so it's it's partly genes because there are some people who really they like. I know people who uh, feel bad when the camera starts moving in Astrobot. They immediately oh, really? start yeah. feeling nauseous. Okay. And okay. I was like, that's, that's, that's crazy. I have like really bad luck because I am this huge uh, fan of VR. And most of my friends, the best friends, have very, like, have, you know, are very nauseous in VR. So oh, I yeah. cannot, uh, you know, ad ad advertise it to them. Because... Yeah, the problem is probably they the first experience was a bad one where they yeah. got motion sick, and now they're totally connected with it. Yeah, but like I never got motion sick like from the start, like even okay. the beginning. Like it wasn't like oh I have to power it, like you know okay. I have to get used to it. From the so, beginning, I could do it. Maybe that's then, why I'm such a fan of VR, you know. Then probably um, Bone Lab is for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting so... that you bring that up, that up, Simplex, because um, mentioning Astrobot. When the Oculus CV1 Rift came out, uh, it shipped with one of the free titles was Lucky's Tale, mm -hmm. which is another right, game right. that's kind of a third-person uh, style platformer. And I played it. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. This is so cool. And I gave the headset to my wife. And within five minutes, she was like, I'm done. Immediately <laughs> got sick, super <laughs> motion sick. Um, so there is something that, you know, even yeah. in those third-person games that people are susceptible to, yeah, it's just moving the camera. Moving, moving the camera. Exactly. The camera. They could yeah, play. Well, they could play Beat Saber. They could play uh, yes. Super Hot. But the camera no should problem. not move. Have yeah. you played Scavenger Odyssey? The free, uh, the free demo experience from the P PlayStation Worlds. It is also horribly vomit-inducing. You oh, yeah. are on this yeah. on this <laughs> ship and you jump. Mm -hmm. Like even I got a bit sick there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The game that made me the most sick is Sirento VR. Oh, okay. with the ninjas and you, mm -hmm. you like double jump and then oh you do some spins and oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that was crazy. You didn't play detached. <laughs> I didn't play it. No, I think probably I'm not going to play it then. <laughs> yeah, but I think they have some comfort options. They actually had. Okay, options. at least at least, yeah. So um, Simplex, I think you will enjoy Bone Lab because. Actually, I really like the game, and I'm looking forward to go back actually to try that parkour. And I also yeah, cool, wanted cool. also just to shout yep. out Red Matter Two. It's an amazing, amazing uh, yes. game. Yeah, yes. It was made by four people. That 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 it's is crazy. unbelievable. Yes. And if Polish you want to talk people? about visuals no. on the quest, uh, <laughs> yes, Red Matter and Red Matter Two have yeah. probably Incredible. the best visuals you're ever going to see on on a quest platform on, on the current quest platforms. Yeah. Um. It's. It's remarkable the work that they put into that to, to make it look almost identical to the PC versions. It's it's th those games 100% are great. Percent agreed. How could they make this happen on this platform, right on the XR2 platform? It's incredible. People, the credits in the game are on one screen. <laughs> you just yeah. Like, credits and just like, credits. I actually talked to the guy. I talked to the developer. We we, we conversed in an email. Nor I think he's called Norman. Amazing guy, and he like wrote me very long emails describing the, like how they worked on that. It's amazing, yeah. So, and I think they're yeah. from Netherlands. I think. Okay. I'm not cool. Sure, but... Yeah. And European yeah, definitely. European. It's it's definitely cool to have so many 
yeah, long and good games now on mobile platform, right? On the yes. Quest. So, yeah, I haven't tried um, Into the Radius yet. So, is it something that you guys have played? I played a bit. Did you yeah. play? I, I played a little bit on the PC version. I have not yet played the Quest version. I've seen mixed reviews on on the on the Quest version, mm -hmm. um, but it is definitely a game that is has a lot of depth. There's there's a lot of options. It's mostly, I believe, a survival game. Yeah. Um, so you know you have to craft and you have to harvest and you have to expand and, yeah. and modify uh, you and, have and, options looking yeah. like uh, uh, we can make it very easy you can like almost remove right. hunger that's i love it it has accessibility options if you don't yeah. want to grind because it can be really harrowing a really grindy difficult game sebastian this is a game i, I think i told about it i think that time i was on the show i actually talked about uh, it at radius this is the yes. this is the game where you have a clip and if you empty the clip, you have to keep the magazine because you can put right. the bullets back in uh, the clip. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I heard about this too. So yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not so much into into grinding games, but who knows? I had to grind as well in uh, Bone Lab, so probably I will totally enjoy it now. Right, because the atmosphere of this game is amazing, like Stalker. Yeah. It's like you know. Okay. Yeah, and it you is. Can, and you can set the difficulty to come to make it to make the to make the grind part really trivial. So that's gr great. I yeah. Think. So, okay, cool. I, that's something I need to try out for sure. Yeah, so Bone Lab is out. Check it out. I like it, but it's not for everyone. Just like Eric said, there's lots of hurdles. <laughs> Probably it's not for everyone, but uh, yeah. For hardcore VR enthusiasts with an iron stomach, yes, go for it. You're going to have fun. And also I think for creators, I, I think you could become a full-time Bone Lab creator putting out stuff on on uh, TikTok and on and YouTube and probably probably make a living <laughs> if you are really funny. Yeah. I think the other the other aspect is if you have ability to mod things, like if you have that creativity and if you have that skill set, great. You, you could set yourself up to build your own uh, back in the day people used to do this with halo and, and other games where they called it machinima right where you right. could actually go in and you can make your own scripts and you can go in and, and kind of tell stories within those game worlds and i think this is one of those games that has the potential for that um obviously it's not going to be something that everyone can pick up and do that with yet um but i think modders might bring those tools to the to the forefront and i think right now uh it's a single player game, but they've made a mod for Bone Works that allows for multiplayer. So there's also the potential there that you might be able to play multiplayer in the future in Bone Lab as well, if that's something that they can port over. Right. So lots of exciting stuff to probably come out of this. Yeah. So now let's go to our next topic. Let's start with hardware. And you know, I love hardware, <laughs> love to talk about it. So we got interesting news from Pimax, yes. So we heard that this year actually is launching really soon. This is the Pimax Crystal and it's the first standalone headset from Pimax, but it's not just standalone, you can also hook it up to your PC by Wi-Fi or uh, by by a cable, 
And, well, it has exchangeable lenses. They are very proud of this and about they're very proud of their very high PPD. So this is going to be a super clear headset with a 2880 by 2880 displays, no, two of them, um, QLED, and no, no, it's a mini, mini LED, right, and LCD panel. So clear aspheric lenses and also um, automatic IPD adjustment and lots of exciting stuff. And for a price of 1,900 US dollars, which makes this actually cheaper than the, the Vario Aero, which this, it seems like, is going to co compete against. And you don't need to buy any uh, base stations since this is running on the XR2 platform where tracking, internet tracking is kind of, yeah, built in into the reference model. So this is good. And yeah, this is, in my opinion, a very exciting value proposition for enthusiasts like us. They wanted to um, launch this in Q3 and they successfully launched that on the last day of Q3 in China. And now it's going to come to the world, worldwide launch on 14th of October. Exciting, really exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to try this out. I want to ask you, um, Simplex, what are your thoughts about the Pimax Crystal? Is it a headset that excites you or that interests you? Okay, yes. <laughs> What's funny about it? Because I want just to say, no, it's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is expensive. There's no question about it. Yeah. It's too expensive for me, but I'm glad that they are pushing the boundary, you know? Right. Because if it's right. expensive now in five years, it may be like accessible to everyone. So it's like okay. a glimpse of the future. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. Vario, you know. I, I love that those headsets exist, but for me, a headset right. above a thousand euro yeah, it is, doesn't yeah, have a, it's, a, it has not a place on the market. Like it is uh, really for niche, right? For the yeah. super enthusiasts, for the um, simmers who who just need this kind of high resolution. That's for sure. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts about the the, the crystal? I want to try it first. Okay. Uh, I, I think Pimax has. A reputation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. I don't even want to call it a reputation. They have they have a, a a spotty track record in the past um, from the four yep. K series to the five K and eight K um, and beyond. And I, I I think you know I'm glad that they continue to experiment in the market. But sometimes what they've actually put out as a product is experimental still. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that this is part of that positive part of their reputation as opposed to the not-so-positive, needs-a-lot-of-work part. Um, I, I, I think that it's exciting that they've stayed in the market. I think this is their seventh anniversary at the, at the right. current time. Exactly. So, and I And I've met most of the team uh when i when i met robin for the first time robin wang uh who was i believe the founder of the company it felt like meeting palmer lucky cool. uh, because he is definitely a visionary he is definitely someone that wants to see innovation within the vr marketplace uh but sometimes that innovation comes at a price uh you might have distortion you might have lack of compatibility there there's been 
tons of things, micro stutter, things of that nature that that make Pimax headsets a little bit harder to work with than some of the other headsets. So while you've got that larger FOV, while you've got potentially more pixels on the display and things of that nature, sharper image, uh, it, it, it comes at a price. And what I'm hoping is that this particular series eliminates those barriers. And I know that they've been working extremely hard to get this out. Um, so I'm hoping, I, I don't think, Sebastian, you haven't tried the Crystal series yet, right? I have not. I want to. Right. I'm, I'm looking forward to, yeah. to make it happen, but I haven't tried so, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to people actually getting in the headsets and trying yeah. them. Uh, I would not buy it before that happens is, okay. is essentially where I'm going with it. That yeah, makes I, sense. That I makes root sense. for them, and I actually had a... Same here. I actually yeah, had a Pimax 5K. I had a 5K. I backed yeah. it on Kickstarter, and I got it after. Me too. Like, you know. Yeah, I, I have was, one too. It was quite good. I eventually sold it because I found a good I found a buyer who paid me more than I paid you know, on the Kickstarter, so I actually like, yeah, profited great. from it. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I want them to... But have you seen this tweet from... I think it was Mike from the virtual reality. Again, Mike. He he tweeted the picture of the sword controller, the the, the, the Pimax yes. sword controller, and he said, this is the worst... Like, congratulations, Pimax, for making the worst controller, worst VR controller, like, on Earth. Like... <laughs> yeah, I but I have a... to I have to agree with him, okay. right? Because well, it had only the touchpad, I think, and like one they button. They canceled the, the version so of the... This is like, what, what are yeah. they doing? Yeah, it, it actually, I believe, has less buttons than the yeah, Vive ones. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. So that, that is a bit strange. Yeah. Anyways, um, still, even though funny things like this happen for some reasons, I still also must give them credit for getting much better at lots of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. The yeah, Pi yeah. tool is not bad. It's actually really not bad. They have this cool Pimax experience where in VR you can set everything up and it's not as complicated as it was in the beginning. Actually, right. to set up a Pimax now, a Pimax ATX, it is very simple. And the new Pimax ATX that I have here also in the studio, actually, it is great. It can do 120 hertz. It has high resolution. It has wide FOV. The distortions are way better than in the beginning. Like the first iteration that I had of the 8KX, it was crap. But now the one that I have, it's really good. So actually, I know I agree with you, Eric. They have worked really hard on that new platform, right, on the re reality series. I have high hopes for it. Because what I also like about the Crystal is that this time they're not going for that super huge FOV. They're going for something that is a bit bigger than Index, and Index is already nice, right? But a Very bit nice. bigger and a high PPD. So, yeah, I have the feeling that this could be a headset that I enjoy a lot, since it won't have so many distortions. It will have the spheric lenses, so it means like it's super clear. There's no God rays. And also, when it's true what they say that there's no distortions and the high PPD, high resolution, yes, this is a headset that excites me, that honestly excites me. And I totally root for them. And I do believe that Pimax could make a dent into this whole industry, at least at the very high end. So I, I really want them to succeed. And what I really also like about it, just like Eric said, okay, want to try it first before buy it. That makes so much sense. And they are doing it. They are organizing like a huge road show in the States first, where they go to like, I think, eight cities. So for sure, the big cities, 
they will be there. So Eric, I'm sure they will be in San Francisco. So it's going to yeah. be amazing for you to check it out, to put that device on your head and, and judge for yourself if they made that transition to a headset that you could recommend. And then after they are in the States, they're going to go to Europe, they're going to go to Germany, um, France, I think, uh, Netherlands, Spain even, and put the headset on people's heads. And I think that's exactly the right thing to do Yeah, to, to um, counter these bad reputation problems that they are dealing with. I'm rooting for them. I, I want the crystal to be amazing. I know it is out of many people's um, price range that they are comfortable with. But for those who are willing to pay 2500 for a Vario Aero without controllers and base stations, this might be a very exciting option. What is the tracking? Inside out? It's camera? inside out. Cool. It's inside out with four cameras, just like the, the yeah, Pico the controllers 4. Look nice. The controllers look look totally fine, yeah. just like standard Quest just controllers. Check the number of buttons. <laughs> check for buttons. <laughs> right. No, it, it seems to be just yeah. some knockoff um, touch controller. Yeah. There's nothing I, wrong about it, in my opinion. I like the fact they didn't go crazy with the fourth because it's yeah. distortion. With less PPD, more uh, more hardware requirement. I actually think, honestly, that Vive, if I had uh, Vive 4, is really like good enough. It's really good. It's almost like you don't. I yeah, know, of course, the, the more the better. The original think, Vive, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was meant. I meant the index. I meant the index. ah, the index. Okay, sorry. index, index. Yeah. The original Vive had good fourth if you had this one centimeter, like one millimeter, you remember? The, you exactly. Could buy those, uh, Just sleeves. put the lenses as close <laughs> to your eyes as possible. Exactly. Yeah. But no, Vive yeah. Index, uh, Valve Index, sorry. Valve Index. Good fourth, really good fourth. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I agree. So this even a bit more with high resolution and stuff. And um, could even use it wirelessly with the PC yeah. if you want to, but probably we want to put the high, res high resolution there. So we're <clears> going to use some DisplayPort cable. Yeah, give it to me, Pimax. <laughs> so I, if you have I it, I'll to... visit you, Sebastian. You okay, know, okay, in, in, let's in do it. I would love to host you here. It would be yeah, great if you come over. If it wasn't yes. for this, you know, this whole cri 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 you know crisis with uh, yeah, no. uh, flights, I would be already. <laughs> okay, but actually, you have a direct connection, you know, Dortmund and uh, Krakow. So really, okay, yeah, yeah with, with air, it, it costs like oh. like twenty dollars. So you can okay. come over. Okay, I will. <laughs> yes. Yeah, cool, cool. So, Pimax Crystal, would love to know what the chat thinks about it. And uh, if you are excited about it, if you want to visit the, the roadshow in the States or in Europe, do let us know here in the chat and also in the comment section. So, I think it's great that actually the hardware is ready and that they're coming out with it now. I'm always excited about new hardware, as you know. So, that's something that I'm looking forward to check out for you. Roger Fed asks, what is the suggested price for the crystal? It's $1,900. So it's not cheap. It's the high end. It competes with the Vario Aero. Yeah, so let's go to the next topic here. And the next topic is a very exciting one. Our what friend. Are, what are those glosses? What are those VR glasses on your on the head? <laughs> on the head? On, on this black head you have. Next oh, yeah, to you. This, oh yeah, yeah. This is the yeah. This is the <laughs> Ready Player One headset. I got it here. Yeah, we we will talk about this okay. very soon. But I thought first... you meant now. That's why I wanted to like. <laughs> no, 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 not now. Okay, first, we first we have to talk about this here. Okay. 
Yes, Bradley has leaked something again, and this is like a very juicy leak. It's the Quest 3. And um, honestly speaking, those CAD files, I do believe that they, that they are going to be true, that, are, that this yeah. is a real, true leak, because they look very similar in terms of uh, the CAD files, just like the uh, Cambria leaks, and turned out the Cambria is a real thing, as in the actual device that was leaked in that hotel leak, it looked exactly like the CAD files. So the, probabi the probability that these pictures now are, tr are also like legit is very high. First of all, let's talk about this. Do you also think that this is going to be the Quest 3, Eric? I think there are four headsets that were in development at the same time, and that leaked um, a while back. And this hypothetically could be one of those four devices. Now, is this the Quest 3? Maybe. Is, is, is there going to be a Quest 3 in six to nine months? Maybe. That, mm -hmm. that part is uncertain. Uh, but I, I do think that you know this, this absolutely could be legit. I, 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 don't, I don't distrust Brad at, or, or whatever right. his sources are. Um, but I, but I will say, you know, there, the, in addition to the Cambria headset, there were, there, there were some, uh, I don't want to say announcements because I don't think Meta ever made any announcements, but there, Never. there were in, there was industry <laughs> buzz around there being four different headsets that were in development. Um, and this absolutely, I think he calls it the Stinson, um, exactly. which lines up with all, all of Meta's headsets, and I, I hate saying Meta, uh, but but all of the Oculus headsets uh, that became Meta headsets uh, ha have had code names that were based on actual locations in California. So Stinson is a, a legit code name um, for for a headset. So everything lines up. Um, but is this definitely going to be the Quest Three? I'm not sure, mm -hmm. um, and I'm also not sure that it's going to come out in nine months or a year either because also in the news this week has been meta potentially starting to lay people off um, exactly yeah. from, from a financial perspective it's so, not you, know, so good you don't for them. you don't want to do a giant hardware release and and have a lot of money tied into something if what you've got currently is still working that makes so much sense that makes so much sense however of course also it gets a bit tough for Meta with the Pico 4 on the market, right? So we're going to talk about this more later, but yeah, the Quest 2 against the Pico 4, it looks very old and uh, yeah, it's stale. So not having something to compete against this, it is also some risk. So they should probably not wait for nine months to come out with, with the success. I agree with Sebastian and I think uh, Pico 4 puts uh, Quest 2 to shame. Quest 2 is two years old. Uh, at this point, yeah. and uh, I almost Still a certain, great headset, but yeah, I am almost certain. Well, this is my it's just my prediction, but I think they will. If Meta wants to still be in the game, they will they will release a new headset, uh, a new Quest successor. And I think if Bradley says it's gonna be Quest Three, I believe him because he has really good sources. He's he's uh, trustworthy. Um, at least I mean I believe that at this point Meta plans to uh, release this headset as Quest Three next next year. But okay. plans can yeah. change, like, uh, right? So it yeah. might change. So that's what I think. I, I think 
I think that at this point, it's uncertain is, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I would say everything about this does seem to be what I would say feels legitimate. Um, but I wouldn't say, oh, I'm not going to buy a Quest 2 because I'm going to wait for the Quest 3 right no. now. Because we have no idea if this is going to exist yet. True. Agreed. Agreed. But also, but, remember that Sony will, will, will have PSVR 2. Oh, yeah. So that's another yeah, yeah the I, PSVR I future so. is bright for us. The VR yeah. future is good for us fans. I, I, think, I think PSVR 2 really is its own market, though. I, I think, I think yep. standalone market is separate from PSVR 2. Agreed. Um, at this point, standalone and PC may not be all that separate because all of the standalone headsets, thanks to Guy in, in chat, um, have access to wirelessly connect to PCs or tether to PCs in most cases. So um, I, I feel like the uh, PSVR market is its own thing. Uh, excited for it, for Please. sure, but it's but it's... It's different from. I, I don't think it hurts sales for for other competitors. I'm saying other competitors, but saying that they don't necessarily compete at the same time um, <laughs> in, in the marketplace. So I think Pico, I think Meta, I think Vive to an extent. All all of the other headsets that are going to be coming, um, they will be the competition for each other potentially. Uh, whereas PSVR two is its own entity along the side of that that. Sometimes may even support that. Yeah, but right. I mean, what okay. I think that from a perspective of hardcore gamer myself, I think that that PSVR two may lure gamers who want best like exclusive AAA games, high budget games, something which is sorely lacking, uh, you know, on uh, standalone platforms. It's slowly changing now, but still, like uh, you know, PSVR doesn't have uh, AAA games because Valve only made uh, one game and uh, Meta stopped financing. PC games. So for people who want to play deep, high budget, eye candy VR games, th- they will have PSVR too, right? I mean, so it may right. lure some people, like siphon off some people. Uh, yeah, to, to, to I haven't. Gamers. I haven't seen a, a a full library for for PSVR two yet, but I will say there's there's a lot of games that have been in development since as far back as the early DK one, DK two era that are finally about to come out in the next wow. year or two. Um, that so took I, a long time then. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that you know PC VR market and standalone are going to have a lot of uh, meat on the table, if if you will, in, in the next couple of years as well. I don't I don't think anything's going away. I think it's just going to get better. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's hope. Yeah, I would like to say thanks to Bexorn VR who says, "When do I get Pico Four in the US?" Lol. Yeah. Well, at the moment, not. But on the long run, I believe somehow it should should arrive there. It is a huge market. So, yeah, who knows? Yep. Anyways, let's talk about this um, Quest 3 leak. Let's talk about the actual device, what we see here. So we see a device that like eerily reminds me of the Quest 2. It looks very similar in my opinion, but it is a bit smaller. The form factor is a bit better. But what it also has is the soft strap. So it seems like they, it, it, honestly speaking, I think it's the whole thing with the soft strap is a genius idea of, of Meta, right? So for those who are happy with the, the strap, they have it. For example, if you want to lie down, you can use it, right? It's actually, actually, it's not so bad. But then for those who want something better, 
okay, we're going to sell you a better strap. So it, it's it's basically in terms of uh, of uh, of of um, yeah marketing and making money. It's genius, right? What, what do you think, Eric? I agree. Um, the the first standalone that Oculus shipped was the Go, right? And that had a soft strap, right? And I will say, I used it. I would watch content laying back because it it didn't have that barrier behind it. Exactly. Um, like you can't do this here. And cannot. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I don't think it's a terrible thing that they continue to do that in the box. Um, yeah. Actually, now, it's true. <laughs> it, if, if you wanted to have two options in the box, I know Pico, for example, I think they have two different facial interfaces in the box. But not included. Right? No, no, just no. One. Okay. So never mind in that, in that perspective. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the, addition of having those options, whether it be first party or third party, really adds value um, yeah. f from the accessories side. Um, and I'd rather have the ability to have, mo mo I don't want to say modular completely because it's like you can't swap out the lenses like you can with the Pimax and things of that nature, but at least having the ability to make that headset your mm -hmm. own uh, by making choices. Um, so you've got the default configuration that ships to you, and then you can make changes that meet your needs and meet your comfort. Exactly. 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 Look at this. This is my Quest 2, yeah, which I honestly yeah. really love. And I put the uh, the Bobo VR M2 Plus, and it has this amazing thing where you can simply ex yeah. Ex Hello, this is now industry standard, right? Yeah. I I always have energy now. I simply exchange this. Boom! I have energy. And so, if you need more, you just buy the little box. It's a little out of exactly, focus. But. <laughs> exactly. So this is so good, right? So I, honestly, as much as I personally don't like the strap, I think it's a genious idea yep. to so have, have it like modular. Frank and Quest. This is oh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. This Remember? is the Frank and Quest. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's great. Quest, it has, it's this nice. has, the Frank and Quest is amazing as well. Plus, right? I, have, has, you know, I have this huge uh, yeah. power bank. Yeah, yep, it right. works. It works. Yeah, so so actually, this is truly not too bad to have it like this. Also, this means they can uh, make it cheaper for the initial price, just like the Quest. It was three hundred fifty, right, or two hundred ninety-nine dollars in the beginning. Uh, yeah, it makes so much sense. So, but we have to talk about some other specs. We have two cameras for six of tracking of the headset. Makes sense. So, I do believe that we're going to get the other controllers the controllers from the quest pro would you agree it makes sense yeah. right yeah so they can track themselves therefore you don't need the the four cameras exactly on the device itself makes sense then we have a four camera array in the front two black and white two rgb and the depth sensor for most probably the most amazing pass through that i've ever seen the pass through of this the rgb pass through is really cool like i was blown away But it doesn't. It, it lacks 3D, right? It's right. only one oh, camera here, so it's okay. Right. They they try something probably with the others. There is some 3D, but it's not convincing in my opinion. So I'm pretty sure the Quest Pro and the um, Quest 3, the pass through is going to blow us away. What do you yeah. What do you guys do? You agree with this? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, also, even Bradley was saying that this is it's a mixed reality device. It's not right. a virtual reality device. It's a mixed reality device. They focus yeah. on mixed reality. They even they even forego the the eye tracking, which is really surprising. Yeah, that is surprising. That is that really surprised me the most of it. 
So I think so, though, if you, if you look at the consumer market, there are already people that are suspicious of eye tracking. Like, where what what data are they going to take from me and things of that nature? So when you're trying to make a mass market device, it might be a smart idea to keep that that feature out, not just for a cost cutting measure, but also for that sense of personal security, uh, particularly I, I, I with a company like from Meta. Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But maybe that's why they do it because they know people are uh, people don't trust them. Exactly. They don't show good faith. They right. have watched MRTV. <laughs> because you know, like people, <laughs> no. people are so excited that so, that PSVR two will have eye tracking, right? Yeah. Because that's they the trust thing. the company. That's that's exactly for for Sony. I have no issues whatsoever that they know that we are where, where I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. But for for Meta, yeah, you're right, guys. You're right. I would feel not so comfortable with them watching me. I, I would say, though, even with Meta, I'm 100% certain I have not seen, caveat, I've not seen a Cambria device. I hopefully will see one in the next month or so. Um, you but must tell us all about it. I, I, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but be before that, um, I, I suspect that all of those features will be things that you can turn on and off in headset uh, because there is definitely a sensitivity within their company at this point to make sure that people feel confident and comfortable uh, I using like it. their devices. I even remember uh, that I like it. Facebook blocked at one point access of developers to the to the camera in, in Quest, right? Yes. The, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was surprising, but I agree with you. Probably they, they, they do think about these sensitivities around privacy with Facebook and Meta. So I like that, honestly speaking. But also, of course, I see it's it's a missed opportunity for the next generation of devices. And I do believe that the, the Pico 5 will most probably have eye tracking built in in order to use uh, foveated rendering, just like the PSVR 2, right? Because it's also going to be a mobile chip again for the next device for sure. So yeah, it is fragmenting the market at one point. There will be devices with eye tracking, like the PSVR 2 and the next generation of Pico, most probably, I believe. And then there is going to be the Quest Pros, the Pro series, which has eye tracking. And there will be the, the, the standard Quest um, um, hard, uh, headsets, like Quest 2 and Quest 3, which won't have eye tracking, most probably. So there is going to be some kind of fragmentation. Do you think this is going to be a problem, Eric? I think that Quest Pro, I can't even say it's called Quest Pro because it hasn't been announced yet. I don't know that for sure. But whatever the Cambria series becomes um, will definitely have some differential between what is targeted for that device versus what's targeted for the standard Quest series. Um, but do I think the experience will be similar or the same on those devices, probably depending on what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, if you're playing games, there's a likelihood that the Quest series is still probably going to be the series that's most consumer affordable and accessible. And developers, similar to for App Lab right now, you still have to target the original Quest and Quest 2. I still? Uh, you still have Oh my to god. That. So that game World Flight that I was talking about earlier, the reason why it feels kind of early in stages is because they probably had to cut down their own performance 
to make that run on a Quest device. Okay. So once you remove that barrier and say, okay, it's Quest 2 only or Quest 2 and future devices only, or I'm sure at some point in the future, a year or two down the path after after the Quest 3 releases, maybe it becomes you target just Quest 3 or what have you. Um, but I think for gaming in particular, that Quest series, as opposed to the Pro or Cambria or whatever it develops into, will probably be where all of the developers target. Um, so I don't think you're going to have, from a gaming perspective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a feature set loss or a parity loss. Um, I think from the perspective of enterprise or from location-based experiences or things of that nature, they may target that more professional series and you may only get those experiences on those professional headsets, if that makes sense. It does Um, make sense. and, And I do think, you know, while you can run standard Quest content on the more professional devices, it's not going to be a requirement to do that. You're not going to be required uh, to upgrade, okay. if that makes sense. I got it. Do you think there will be games, though, that will make use of the Quest Pro's features, like eye tracking? Um, I, I think there will be, but I think okay. if they're making those games, they may be more like tech demos for, for, the, mm-hmm. for the Pro series, yeah. as opposed to... Uh, full-fledged games at least in the beginning unless it's something that's more focused on like a warehouse scale or a location-based experience things of that nature because those those experiences are the ones where people are going to pay that premium cost for that headset and invest in enterprise use case that makes totally sense absolutely like i'm looking forward to check out these controllers especially if they have force feedback if it turns out they have force feedback that is something that i believe will absolutely increase immersion and it's something that i'm looking forward to i'm interested in in seeing what their color pass through is like uh the 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 links are one i know you've tried it i've tried it as well uh i have i backed it of course i I hope it's in the air soon um but but that comes soon that device uh really impressed me in how not just the color pass through, but also it felt like an actual augmented reality application through pass through. Whereas using the quest two with pass through, uh, the way I describe it is it feels like I have a VR application in front of me, but now I can see my messy house in blurry black and white. Um, So I'm hoping that it, it feels more like augmented reality rather than VR with a pass-through overlay with some of these newer devices. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so this is going to be very exciting. Um, Simplex, what do you think about the Quest 3 um, series probably not having um, eye tracking? Do you think it's, it's, it's sad or how do you feel about it? I think it's sad, but perhaps they weren't able to uh, put it in and have the same price because uh, Bradley said that they the, the XR platform doesn't have enough uh, camera sense, like enough yes. sensors uh, designed for, for them enough, to include it on the yeah. same like chip. They would have exactly. to have a separate chip. And we know we have been having That's crisis expensive. in chips. Yes. So, yes. I mean, I mean, if they want to keep the same price, even the, the $500 after the, the, the increase, I think it even, I think the lack of uh, eye tracking proves that this is a viable product. 
that they are thinking of releasing it in, into the market because mm -hmm. it will have the price that they want to keep for for the consumer device. And I also think uh, releasing Quest Three could uh, would make a would be a great uh, moment to uh, forget about Quest One. You know, like okay, we have a new device now. We're just yeah. compatible with Quest Two. It makes and... so much sense then, really. Yeah, so totally I, think, agree. I think it's all the more reason for them to actually release it. And I think they will feel pressure from Pico, from, P from PSVR. Yeah, in, in a way. From, from from everyone. Yeah. So I'm... and they're not doing good financially now, so they have lots of pressure. Basically, I think if we don't see uh, Quest Three next year, something is really bad in Facebook regard regarding VR. Like they maybe want to get out of this market or something. There I don't be... think they're going to be leaving the market, but yeah, I, I, I do think right. I do think the, the Quest the, the Quest Three that we see may be something different than this device. Okay, let's see. I don't think it's going to be bad, honestly. I think it's it's a viable headset, and I agree. Um, right. So, and it, and probably it, it, it has a nice price point. Probably, probably it's yeah. not going to be too expensive. And, and you know, I, I've seen some people kind of criticizing it. Are like, oh, this doesn't seem like a leap forward, but it absolutely is from the Quest Two. Pancake lenses, right? Yeah, you've got pancake, pancake lenses, yeah. color pass through, stereo color pass through, which is yeah, a that's feature that, and you have, that, that, and you have IPD. Control. Let's adjustment. Let's exactly. Yeah, finally. Let's finally. Yeah. yeah. So, so e even if this is the the device that launches, um, I I feel like you know they would have success if they launch this device. Yeah. If the uh, price is nice, just, it's it's a matter of do they have the confidence to release another hardware product after releasing a hardware product now and still keeping and maintaining the hardware product that's already on the market. Uh, in their current financial state. I don't know. Yeah. That is going to be the thing that we have to look at. So w we didn't hear anything about the displays, but isn't it likely that it's going to have the same Quest Pro displays as in 2160 by 2160? Uh, resolution, I think Brad, again, had a earlier leak. What well, he said it's going to be one screen and it's one changing. large screen, uh -huh. um, and and I think it's slightly smaller per eye resolution than than. Yeah, but now he said the displays will be can will it's... be rotated, so now it can't right. be one screen. <laughs> yeah, so I I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Honestly, again, we don't have official specs for what the Cambria or what people are calling Quest Pro, which probably true. Um, device it's has. because it was on the box. Remember that leak from the hotel room? It was on the box. I, I, I've seen the leak, yeah. So um, why are you calling it Quest Pro? What are you not telling us? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't open Christmas presents early. That's that's okay. that's, that's <laughs> okay, what I, can I, li do. I like it. I like. Yeah. I like it. Um, so I, I feel like you know the, the 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 likelihood of this device having something that's different than an earlier leak is possible. Mm -hmm. um, so. Initial specs wise, again, had a single screen um, that was slightly lesser than what Brad has indicated the Cambria device would have. Okay. Yeah, we have again, to wait. Again, we're, we're depending on Brad for all of this information <laughs> as opposed well, I mean, to Meta. Bring us more all leaks. All his <laughs> leaks for, for, for Quest Pro Cambria so far panned out. Yeah. Sure. And, and these uh, specs have been. Uh, uh, you know, uh, set in stone years ago. Yeah, not years, yes. but yes, I mean, like, let's say, no, yeah, it, or more it literally was yeah. 
a year and a half to two years ago at this yeah, point, I where they so. where they were locked it in, right? Yeah, and, and at, at this point, you know, like I said, there the the talk at that time was that there were four separate devices that were being worked on concurrently. Um, so we've now seen hypothetically two of them. They might have canceled something too, right? Like they canceled right. The, and like the I rest, said, this uh, this rift. device could be one that ends up canceled. I don't know. True. True. Yeah. Like we all remember this supposed uh, Rift Pro, Rift Two, and we got sure. the Rift S. Remember? That's why this exactly. guy left. What uh, forgot his name? Uh, uh, Brendan, I believe, was the one that left yeah. from from, yeah. from that time period. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He said, like, okay, now I don't want to have this race to the bottom. Yeah. He wanted to run up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Quest Three. Exciting to find out. What it's going to be like, but first guess, we, we're going to find out about Quest Pro or however they're going to name it. I must say I'm completely not like excited for that. I don't know why it doesn't excite me. It's expensive I mean, for enterprises. Yeah. It's not for me. And yeah. I think you have the right attitude, Simplex. To be perfectly honest, um, yeah. I don't think this is a device from what I've seen so far that I'm going to say, "Oh, buy this instead of a Pico Four or buy this instead of a Quest 2. Yeah. Um, because it's it, it it seems to not be a design that uh, is really catered to us exactly. <laughs> as as individual markets. Exactly. I think it's a release for enterprises for meetings. You want to meet people in this horizon workrooms, right? And you can see you will see their face, their their gestures, their grimace. Sure. That's that, going to be that's fantastic. What's for. Yeah, for this for this market, amazing. Of course. Yeah, but unfortunately, most of the Quest 2 owners, they hope for the next gaming headset. Right. So I, d I do think that if it really turns out to be this enterprise-focused headset, lots of people will be very disappointed. Yes. So I, I, I think that game journalists who like, you know, cl do clickbait content, they are hyping up <laughs> this Quest Pro like, is the Quest 2 successor is coming? Yeah, no. no. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not coming. Yeah, but the, this leak didn't help as well, right? Calling it, if it's really called Quest Pro, I will understand that people will misunderstand it and think like, hey, I love my Quest 2. Of course I want a Quest Pro, <laughs> right? Quest so Pro if, that's, if that for naming for is really true. It's for, I think the name is good because it's for professionals. Are you yeah, a professional? But... You're not. It's not for you. I, I think the price <laughs> yeah. is going to make it for professionals. Yeah. Sorry? Okay. If the, if the price I think is going to make it, the price will make yeah. it for exactly. professionals. Exactly. The price will, pe will people. The price will drive people away. That's. I mean, who will buy a 1.5k dollars headset? Who? Tell yeah. Me. And Some, you know, for this price, there's this people X who buy a Vario Aero for two thousand five hundred dollars. It doesn't yes. have controllers. I agree, but I <laughs> think Vario Aero is a much better uh, uh, technically. You know, it has much better specs, right? Than yeah. that. It doesn't even have like what's the resolution like it's for this price all the all the money all the cost went into those trackers the face tracker and the uh, eye tracker that's it and yeah the, the like the resolution it's it's like like g2 i think right yes so what 1.5k for for g2 resolution yeah is but this, you get much joke? more it's uh, it's uh, it's a standalone you have this um, perfect um color pass through most likely you get the much better controllers that can track themselves so yeah it, it's a huge upgrade compared to g2 in my opinion yes so, I, I agree i agree but like what do you use that what do you need the pass through for right 
<laughs> um, well, I I would probably use it for some some exciting stuff like uh, immersed. Do you know the immersed app? Yeah, where I you can see it. It, yeah. it's great. You can see your your monitors in VR, and cool. it already worked well in the Quest Two, right? And they have this they have this uh, pass through mode where you have this mon this virtual monitors, and well, you see the world around you in black white in the Quest Two. But that in the Quest Pro or whatever it's going to be called, yes. I do believe I could work like this. Yeah, yeah. This, and, this and like I think it's also going to be good for people that do 3D artwork, for example. Yeah, but again, it's, um, all, the pro it's all professionals. You work, yeah. you do you do work. It's all you're talking about is work. However, I would love those controllers to be available for Quest 2. That's, there's, a, there's a rumor they will be compatible. I would buy them. <laughs> yeah. Right? That would be good. That rumor, I also heard it. I heard it's going to cost $300. I'd still pay that money for them. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, but then of course then you need the games who support it. Then you're buying basically two headsets yeah. cost well, for, for, for controllers, essentially. Because you're I paying mean, for the headset and then you're paying for the controllers. No, I mean I, yeah. I mean, I just buy the controllers for my Quest. Those controllers. Right. Quest too, yeah. But, but from, a, from a newcomer to VR perspective, buying a headset that's, let's say, $399 US and then spending another 300 us for yeah, it's, it's stupid of course for controllers but i'm talking like a me enthusiast yeah. you know? sure. i wouldn't recommend to anyone to do that right but yeah. <laughs> maybe they make a you know maybe they make a bundle like quest 2 you know with the better controllers that would be cool right it's spiky ask what's so good about the controllers well the controllers track themselves now they have cameras built in so they're not dependent anymore on the cameras of the headset and they have their own own cameras and therefore they can track themselves in space which makes the tracking even better so you can track them behind your bag exactly. and all this kind of cool things. no occlusion it's like no occlusion like it's like uh, the uh, lighthouses almost right even it's better. really cool also so they're I, supposed I, to I, have like I, i'm seeing force multiple comments I, I know we haven't moved on to pico 4 yet but multiple comments about soon. purchasing yeah. uh, pico 4 in us uh, there's actually a one of the shops directly from the PicoXR.com website will sell in U.S. dollars, avoid adding the VAT charges. Um, they they actually charge sales tax individually based off of your region in the United States, and uh, they are shipping to the United States in U.S. dollars. So uh, I see. People saying you can buy from AliExpress, you can buy from all of these other places. I would recommend going through that PicoXR.com website, click around the four different shops. One of the shops is available. It will come up and say, we sell in US dollars. Um, or wait a little while. There's always the possibility it comes to the market and it might be a lesser cost when it comes to the United States as well. I believe uh, probably waiting is better because... What what if you cannot really access the store? What right. if the store is different? What if so the, the only way right. to access the store currently is if you have the ability to sideload the application in the United States and Canada? Ah, okay, well, okay. Because in the United States and Canada, if you try to load the Pico VR assistant application, it will come up and say it's not available in your country. So All right. if you are I importing see. early, the only way to access buying games and activating the headset. I believe, again, I don't have one in my possession yet, is to sideload that application onto your uh, Android or iOS device. Right. 
Okay, yeah, let's see. So, yeah, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about the Pico 4. It is the big launch from Pico, a company that is owned by ByteDance, Chinese company that owns TikTok. So there's lots of money involved and lots of yeah, social power, honestly speaking. They can market this using TikTok to and spying. So, so many people. Of course, yeah, we should also talk about this. That's that's for sure. I talked about I talked a lot about the privacy issues with with Meta. I will also talk about the privacy of issues course. with uh, with ByteDance and TikTok. That's for sure. So, anyways, tic, um, TikTok. No, um, Pico Four. Here it is. Let me show it to you. I received this yesterday and is launching here in Europe really soon, middle of October. And this is how it looks like. It is a very yeah, I would even say sexy headset. I would love this in five years' time. But right now, it is really cool. It is a much smaller design than the Quest 2. Actually, lots of lots of this is actually the, the face gasket. The device itself is even much smaller. And that's thanks to the pancake lenses. Let me yeah, show if, them to if you. If you take off they the, are, the gasket, it's crazy. Yeah, I will do that. Yes, exactly. The pancake lenses are huge. They yeah. are really big they are really really big and uh, th that's why you will get a better fov as well so let me take off this magnetic <laughs> face gasket here this is crazy so, so this is what you have you see it right it's it's a really really small design and it's interesting to see where vr has gone it's it's crazy it is truly crazy and i'm happy that we go all of this uh, uh, yeah long way together we are all VR enthusiasts, right? We started with huge, huge headsets, but now the headsets are getting smaller and smaller and better and better. Yeah. The, so the this almost right. It's a, yeah. We're getting now to the ski mask kind of form factor. The exciting thing about this headset is it has next generation specs with two high resolution displays, two thousand one hundred sixty by two thousand one hundred sixty. We have a motorized IPD, real IPD yes, adjustment. High-end features. I was surprised. R really high-end features. It feels incredibly well-made. Like the build quality, it, it just screams high quality. It's, it's, and it's uh, cheaper than Quest. <laughs> and, and, and it is cheaper than Quest. 429 euros here in Europe and 379 pounds in the UK. So it is, it is absolutely crazy what kind of launch they are having here in Europe and how aggressively they're going to market undercutting the already good price of the Quest 2. And the thing is, it is not just about a piece of hardware. No, the whole launch is super professional. I like their, their launch presentation and in this launch presentation, it was not just about, hey, our hardware is so good, like things that we... Unfortunately, often hear from Pimax, no, they have like a whole vision of their ecosystem. They said almost so, nothing about hardware. I, I yeah, surprised. yeah, a, a bit, yes. But they have so many thoughts about their ecosystem, like their their new operating system. It looks like this, like like you see it right now. It's very beautiful. Then their store, it is getting fuller every single day. So very soon. Very soon, you will not be able to um, to see a huge difference between the Pico 4 store and the Meta Quest store. It is absolutely noteworthy. They have done a fantastic job on getting the developers on board. And that's something that I said here on the channel for 
quite some time, it's a no-brainer for developers who don't, who are not uh, owned by Meta to go to Pico Store as well because they get us new customers in the West. But on top of that, they get all the customers in China that they will not get on the Meta platform because Meta is not existent in China. So it is an absolute no-brainer for um, developers. Do you want money? Yes or no? <laughs> it, it is really so so simple. So therefore, the store is also going to get bigger and bigger. And the headset, now that I had it, now that I have it and I could check it out, it is remarkable. It is absolutely remarkable. I had the chance at Gamescom to try it for half an hour, right? But now I, I could spend much more much more time with the headset. And I made a video about it, 30 minutes, watch it, everything is in there, but I can like summarize everything that I said there <laughs> into one sentence. It is an amazing headset that blows away the Quest 2 easily. It, it, of course, right? Because this is a new headset and the Quest 2 is already two years old. So of course, this is blowing it away. And they're doing everything absolutely right with this headset. It is balanced, it's super light. The battery is in the back. Uh, the yeah, the the games, the standalone games look great. You have that real RPD adjustment. The controllers are even more exciting than the Quest ones because of that that ring, the position of the ring. It is uh, made in such a way so that that the rings don't touch each other when the controllers are close to each other. Right? I, I told you that in in my video. So everything lines up beautifully. It is. A very wholesome, nice package for only 429 euros. And honestly, if if um, somebody asks me, hey, should I get a Pico or should I get a Quest 2? My recommendation now is the Pico 4, simply because the, the, the headset is so much better than the Quest 2 and the store is nearly identical. So yes, some exclusive games you will not get, like uh, Beat Saber or Population One, right? But most of the others you will get, and there will also be exclusive here, exclusive games on the Pico 4. So that is exciting. But I was not so excited before about it. So I was looking forward to it, and I thought, okay, this is going to be like my... Uh, my my second headset next to my main headset because I was missing the display port. You know, VR enthusiast. Oh, yeah. I want to play. I want to play all these amazing PC VR experiences with the highest resolution, right? Um, yeah. So that was like a letdown. But now I get it, and I try virtual desktop. Gigadon is hopefully still here in the chat, and that was for me the the moment that it clicked and that I I was I fell absolutely in love with it. Because virtual desktop on the Pico 4, it works like a charm. It works even better than on the Quest 2 because you have a high resolution now that you can drive. 3,168 by 3,108 pixels is what, what is being rendered. And that is being sent wirelessly to this device. And it works like a charm with my 3080. I was playing um, yeah, Half-Life Alyx, which is obviously a very optimized game. But it looked like so incredibly beautiful on these high-resolution displays with that pancake lenses and the bigger FOV. So this also has a bigger FOV than the Quest 2. And now playing wirelessly with virtual desktop. Wow. So virtual desktop 
has totally changed the game for my perception of the Pico 4. This is now a viable headset for us PC VR enthusiasts as well. And of course, it is a super viable headset for all the people who don't have a gaming PC and who want to jump into virtual reality. Yep, so I must say, I am pretty blown away by it. What is your perception of the headset? Uh, let's start with um, Simplex. Okay, yeah, I, I, I watched your video and I, I decided to pre-order it. I'm really excited for it because it puts, like every feature in it is better than, than Quest 2. I love the pancake lenses, uh, you know, better fourth. Everything is great. I mean, it's a bit pity there's no uh, this display port. Yeah, it is. I, I really hoped for it a lot. Is I hope for it too. But honestly, that that um, ultra mode on virtual desktop mm -hmm. is so good. So what router do you have? I have a, like a super cheapo um, okay. Honor Honor Six fifty euro oh, Wi-Fi Six router. Nice. Okay, and it good. worked. It worked perfectly. Perfectly. That's Okay, that's great to hear. That's great yeah. to hear. And I think you even said the audio is better, right? The audio is way better than on Quest wow. 2. Wow. So, yep, uh, like for me, it's good enough for me to use it like this. I don't need headphones. Okay. So, maybe that's why yeah. they don't have the jack. <laughs> yeah, they thought like yeah. Yeah, this this exactly in my opinion, it would be it would have been great to have the 3.5 mm okay. headphone jack. Uh, but they thought you know probably, what, hey, Sebastian, uh, Facebook should buy this from Pico. <laughs> like, no, no, you know yeah, I mean? they like, should. Quest but, 3. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, obviously, ByteDance, they want to claim their own stake, right, in this but whole industry, which is going to be huge. I'm sure. I'm only worried about uh, the library. I mean, the, the exclusive games. Facebook was smart to buy, you know. Of course, it was a smart move. And they bought Onward. Right, you have yeah. onward. So if you you know if you are into meal sim shooters, they have Facebook has best meal sim shooter. They have the best uh, battle royale population one. They have the True. best rhythm game, uh, Beat Saber. I think Audica is better, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, well, if you really need those games, you can still play them from the PC, right? Thanks yes. to um, virtual desktop again. And that's what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Can you play o Oculus games with? Yes, that? Wow. that is that is the crazy thing. You know, with, with virtual desktop, by the way, I'm not affiliated, affiliated yeah. in any way with virtual desktop. I just love it. So um, with with virtual desktop, you can play all your Rift games without using Revive. So that's the first thing I tried. I tried to play Bone Lab, which does not work with Revive, here oh. on on this headset wow. using using virtual desktop, and it worked. I, I streamed Bone Lab, and it looked fantastic on the Pico 4. I don't want to be a pessimist. Do you remember when Facebook removed, uh, threatened Guy Godin to remove uh, his uh, virtual desktop from the store from Quest when he yeah, enabled he had streaming? To. Yeah, right? I know. I can remember. So what I'm afraid they will now say to him like this. If you don't remove from Pico the option to stream our games, which Pico doesn't have licenses for and rights for, we will just shut you down. What I, do don't, you think, I don't think they no. can do that. I don't, I don't mean, think. Well, I want you guys to be right. I really do because I would love to be able to stream Pico, uh, stream would... Oculus games from uh, the PC. But I just, I think Facebook will be mad. But like, it would know? be such a backlash. I don't, I don't yeah. think they could do it. I don't think they can do it. There was a time where they uh, put a headset check for all of their games, uh, hard coded so that Revive wouldn't work as well. That lasted about three days because yeah, of the backlash that. that they got. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. I'm pretty sure at this point their store is 
Well, first of all, I don't know that they're so focused on Rift platform anymore. Um, yeah, not at all. They, exactly. They seem they seem exactly. to really be more focused on their standalone uh, marketplace. Maybe uh, to just be apathy. But other than that, it could be. Yeah, it really. could be. Uh, but I I, I don't uh, like. Because, uh, first of all, virtual desktop is magical. Yes, it's the reason course. I had a Quest to begin with. Was Same here. Yeah, I mean, just don't, um, don't don't think that I'm like you know. I'm I'm hope I'm not right. Basically, because remember, Facebook never allowed other headsets on the Quest Store because Geico then says they earn 30%. So why would they be against it? Okay, so why would they be against, uh, you know, uh, connecting, uh, you know, uh, Vive, in, Vive or Valve Index or Vive HTC Vive to Oculus Store? They would get 30% from for, for the games. They would get yeah, more. That's true, but they, they, but, but, they, but they cannot make sure that um, the experience is great. If they only allow their own headsets, they can totally make sure that the experience is fantastic. Well, they can say they the same about Pico. They they cannot guarantee you that on Pico you have the great experience, right? Yeah, just, that's, why it's, that's, why, that's why that's why that's why uh, Gigodon is his own person, and virtual desktop has nothing to do with. Um, yeah, I know, Meta, right? But but anyways, let's let's go back to the topic. So Simplex, um, your thoughts about the the Pico Four? Do you think it has a chance on the market? Do you think it can yeah change yeah. the market? I think it's a serious competitor, but they must go on the American market because okay. now they don't compete with, with, with Quest on the market that the Quest is the strongest, mm -hmm. right? Okay, because America is the biggest, uh, but in Europe, to totally. Rem you, I think uh, Quest still cannot be sold in Germany, right? It, it could, but but concerns? but it could actually. They are not forbidden to do it, but they took it themselves out of the market. Well, why? Yeah, we don't know. Probably because they know they would lose, or probably they knew they they knew that the German government agencies would have stopped them because they have all the right to do that. Wouldn't you think that after they they you know, decoupled Meta account from? I think Facebook now they account? could. Yes, yeah, honestly, exactly. I, what honestly what I hope is that. Um, after 11th October, after the Connect or at Connect, they will say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah. German market, we, we're going to come back now with the Quest Pro and the Quest 2." I believe it could happen, honestly. Yeah. It would be great for everyone here to have another option. I think next to the, Pico next to the really Pico has Pico a chance. Pro. They have they have they have lots of money behind them, right? Yeah, they invested. I heard there are even some kind of uh, developer incentives to put to put your games. Not only you, you know, you just they will just pay you or like somehow roll you i don't know like you know help you with those games like maybe yeah, they have, or something they have made some um developer um kind of money uh, pool but it's yeah. not much it was 12 okay. million so remember when facebook had this <laughs> remember yeah I, I think that the other thing that kind of sets the pico device apart is pico is focused on the 3d video side of things where it, it feels like meta started with that and then that's kind of fallen to the wayside they're very focused on 2d video experiences that are social mm -hmm. um so i'm excited about the potential of pico bringing more of that 3d format maybe whether it's 180 or 360 uh because i mean i, I i've attended concerts in movie theaters where you put a headset on um that are in 3d that are very well produced, well well done, and none of that appears on the Quest storefront. Mm -hmm. And I think Pico is very open and encouraging creators to build that type of content. I think there's a fund also for that type of content to be created. So it's not just developers from a, a 
programming perspective, but also from a filmmaking perspective that they're reaching out to, to, to offer not necessarily monetary support, but support in being added to their platform. Got it. Very interesting. And porting, and, porting to Pico is just so easy because it's the same hardware. It's like, yeah, of course, exactly. <laughs> It's, it's the same platform, except two platform and... Same OS, be, Android. Exactly, so that should be no problem. Eric, I would like to ask you, what are your thoughts? If this would um, launch in the US, would this have a chance? Because obviously, I think um, if I was in the States, uh, I would prefer to buy something from an American company rather f than from a Chinese company in general, right? Yeah, what are your thoughts about this this part? So, so there's two sides to the coin. There's there's the people that didn't buy a Quest 2 for whatever reason because of their concerns around Facebook. You're right. Exactly. They're, those same people, honestly, if they have those concerns about Facebook, should be just as concerned, if not more, about ByteDance. Right. Sure. Um, makes sense. Yeah, it makes it's, sense. It's my understanding that, that Pico you know, has centralized, I've, I've seen them, so I can't say it's my understanding. Pico has centralized offices in the United States. They have an office in California. So whether or not that office is the only place that gets information sent to them for, for users in the United States, hard to say. But I, I think, you know, there's, there's still data collection that happens. Um, I will say my experience with the Quest 2 and, and the Quest there's not a lot of data that they actually are collecting. That's that's kind of just the mindset that people think they can collect this data. Mm -hmm. um, but those same fears, if you have those concerns today, continue to have those concerns with Pico. Uh, what I will say, though, is there are also people that didn't buy the Quest 2 for other reasons. Um, maybe it was too heavy. Maybe... Yeah. Maybe that it's black just... and white pass through because it is extremely blurry was disorienting right. to them. Like, there's a lot of features that the Pico 4 brings to the table that weren't there uh, with, with the Quest 2. Um, and I, I think, again, if you're hungry for more of that media consumption, I feel like the Go had that, but that kind of fell to the wayside with, with the Quest series. So if you want to have something that you can watch 3D footage on or more immersive video experiences, the Pico is probably going to be the best choice. Plus, it's got better resolution. I also think that right. PC, PC gamers, PC, PC VR people should be excited. Like, What was the last yeah. headset uh, you got excited in the PC space? It was Index in 2019, right? I mean, what was after yeah. that? Three years ago. Yeah, Reverb uh, T2. I was pretty yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but that's VMR, so <laughs> let's not talk about it. <laughs> I don't like VMR, so WMR, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's WMR, so yeah. But you're yeah. right. D2 was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, for the Quest 2, probably also some people could not really use it with a very right. huge IPD, probably right? Exactly. Because it's only it's only one. Yeah, display. it's only got those three settings. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. So. Here they can use it. It's it's lighter. There's good content on it. I do believe that this. I personally do believe that Pico has a chance at it, especially because it's now owned by ByteDance. Yeah. And the thing is, ByteDance they know how to win. <laughs> it's yeah. funny to say it like this, but if you look at TikTok, how they rule the social um, the, the social network 
and TikTok is a horrible now. social and TikTok is a horrible social network. It's, you know, it's like, interesting actually, yeah, yeah. But but it's like they they're ruling it. They they know yeah. how to deal with it. They're ruling it even in the states, even though they are a Chinese company, right? So the the the, the previous government wanted to ban TikTok with an executive order, but then they have decided to. Uh, um, to put all the servers to the states, and then this executive order was uh, vo uh, waived, or how to say that, you know, it was taken away again. So they know how to deal with the, the U.S. market. They know how to to do it, and it's pretty noteworthy that now they have this competitor, and I do believe they have big chances with ByteDance running it because they know yeah. how to win. It's a horrible dystopia that you have. You have you have two competitors. It's Facebook and it's ByteDance. Like, right. what's worse? Yeah. Like, you can I, still go for Sony, though. Yeah, yeah, I and and I think you know there there is still the concern that they could enter the U.S. market and then politics could make them not be able to continue to sell in the U.S. market as well and in the world uh, actually if is, they do this yeah. U.S. ban. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. like so, like last, so it is yeah. it is kind Risky. of a dangerous dangerous market to enter into so i understand having a bit of hesitation in that um but at the same time i think you know it, it seems to be a quality device i did the thing that i told people not to do and i pre-ordered one from spain um, <laughs> that's so funny because, I, because i'm excited to try it out yeah that's yeah. the best store i think this, um, this is this the store yeah. reality vr or something like, uh I don't no, want to really plug a store yeah. but don't, it, don't it, it, it no, is it is on there um so yeah if you if you go to the pico website you can find it okay actually easily. i heard um through the grapevine that pico is not happy with this store doing this oh <laughs> with selling it to u.s market yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm yeah. sure because and, and uh, who knows the the customer experience is not the, right the same exactly exactly so uh, but but either way i don't, I don't want to plug a specific storefront you can find it like i said going to the pico website you've got multiple options pick the one you think is best for you uh, but if you are in the U.S. or North American market, it's probably better just to wait this out. Honestly, I think so too. I think so too. And uh, yeah, until then, you still can use the Quest Two, even though it's pretty outdated by now. <laughs> so, sorry, the Quest know. owners. It's still, I, I still it's still fun. Like <laughs> it's still fun. Once once you're inside the game, then it doesn't then you, make yes, that much you're difference. right. You're right. Once um, you're there. And, and, and I, I feel that way, like whether you're playing PC or standalone content, uh, Bone Lab's a good example. When you get into that game, you're not, once you're into it, you're in the game. You're not really focused on exactly that you're one right. texture is mis missing or something of that nature. So, so I think, you know, Quest is still the powerhouse as far as that's concerned today. You're I right. think ha having Pico, having other, other alternatives is a great thing, though, because then you're going to see more competition. You're going to see people paying attention to yes. what software is be, being distributed on which platform and things of that nature. And it might turn into something like what we had for a while with Nintendo and Sega or what we had for a while with Xbox and PlayStation, where that competition stacks what comes to each platform and makes everything better. So I think you know having having more players in the market absolutely does that, sure. um, and whether that's in part of the market where it's just Europe or global, it's still going to have a shakeup right there. Yeah, I think Facebook will be now more motivated to improve even further their service, their software, 
And yeah. we also must remember that F Facebook has two years head start. So they have like uh, Pico has to, you know, catch them. It's always like there's a new player. They cannot have immediately all the features that it took Facebook two years to Agreed. develop. Agreed. Right? I wouldn't so. necessarily call Pico a new player, though, because they've had headsets in the marketplace. They've just been very. Maybe in China. Maybe it was business uh, focused. No, it was for the rest. They, it was they, just business. They've been focused. mostly enterprise focused, but they, you know, they've they've tested the waters a bit with with some of their Neo series headsets, um, just with very limited releases. So there are already platform type. I think there's already probably 300 titles available wow. on the Pico storefront. Yeah, they did a great, um, great job with that. So, so like I, I can't say that it's that different. Um, from from a gameplay like what you can find on the storefront is that different between the two stores, even though there was a perceived head start from from the from the quest side of things. But if Agreed. you look at the interface, didn't you have a feeling that it's a bit ripped off from yes. from the quest? That's you would, uh, you would that's why not in the US. <laughs> yeah, you feel so, but honestly, it's it's not as complicated. Like I do feel that quest is a bit. Too complicated now already. Okay. Yeah, but I mean I it's not complicated, like, uh, but it's yeah, it's a bit the, simpler on Pico in my opinion. When I saw the, this application the, to you know to track your your calories, it was like one right. to one yeah. ripped off. Even the colors were like ripped off. But the funny um, thing is, yeah. Meta ripped this also out ripped off. from yeah. your from your I know. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. But I, I would say you know that was the one thing about their their presentation that that kind of made me question things was it looked like they were copying Meta. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, I, I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing to do necessarily because what Meta did worked. And, and I agree mm -hmm. with Sebastian. Like, if they make it simple, which I, I've got three Pico yeah, devices. Don't copy not, Meta, make not, it better. Yeah. yeah well, but, but I, I want to see some innovation. I want to see something that's different that sets them apart. And yeah. I felt even right. that Pico Worlds presentation, which again, hypothetical, it's not there yet, but it's like, Oh, they have Horizon Worlds, so we need one too. Why are think... we? Why are we in yeah. VR and we have flat screens in front of our eyes? Like, right? Yeah, we should have three D. Exactly. But I must yeah. also add something here. They do come up with some new features, sure. as in you you can help somebody in VR. You can like uh, leave messages for people in VR and point them to the right direction. You know, that, that is something that we don't have on Quest yet. So it's not all just copycat and by the way i must also mention here to all the people out out there who say like oh pico copied the 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 quest 2 with the pico neo 3 link and such no pico has been around for a long time in virtual re reality they had like a standalone headset one year before the oculus go which I, was oh. basically an Oculus Go, right? Yeah, so they've the been in the too. game. I have it right next you, to me. You have it there. Yeah, amazing, yeah. <laughs> so it is not true to say, hey, Pico just copied that. They have, they have been in that market even before Meta. Yes. So, I think lots of people heard about Pico when ByteDance bought them. Right. Could be, yeah. And they yeah. existed before that. Right. So it's wrong to say Pico is copying uh, Meta in general. And... and Pico and Meta are both using reference designs that come from Qualcomm. Exactly. So it's <laughs> exactly. not. No one's copying anyone. Uh, yeah. they're, they're all. They're all. Inspired following by the same, Qualcomm. Yeah. Yeah. If if they were using a different chipset, maybe, but they're they're all using that Qualcomm chipset mm -hmm. as their brain. So you can only attach the, a specific number of parts and a specific type of parts to that brain. 
So yes, they're 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 going to have very similar looks and feels to each other currently because that's what Qualcomm built as a reference. Exactly, and um, yeah, at the end of the show, let's just agree that competition is good for us consumers. Yeah, right? absolutely. More competition is great for us. It's great that this mar this um, device comes to the market. People have a choice now. Hopefully, also in uh, the states at one point in time. So. It's good, and you know it's even good for Meta, because mm -hmm. now there's they are more like in, like checks and balances, yeah. <laughs> to use that political term. It keeps them honest. <laughs> because if Pico would have been there two years ago, Meta would not have done the the forced Facebook login, yeah. because so many people would have said, you know what, I just go to Pico because I don't like that forced Facebook login. So now having this competitor, it will make Meta even better than they are, so it's just good for all of us. Yeah, yep. I think. I just wish you know, if Pico Four had eye tracking, it would be a perfect device. Yeah, it's the Pico Four right? Pro, which I know, is eye tracking. Yeah, I know. But yeah, but for this price, I'm, I'm no, totally no, fine. Course, it's it's a very nice headset, and lots of people will will love it. I am lot. actually really surprised that PlayStation VR won't have pancake lenses. Like that's really surprising. Yeah, I was also surprised about right? this. But let's see how good they are. People yeah, seem to. Be yeah, happy yeah, with yeah it of course. I mean, I would say it's bad, but just I'm just surprised. Right, agreed. Yep. So it's two hours and eight minutes. It flew away so yes. fast because we had an amazing discussion. So again, thank you so much, Eric and Simplex, for joining the Next Dimension podcast. Hope you enjoyed it too, and you had a great Absolutely. time. Great time. And I'm looking Great. forward. I'm looking forward to have both of you again here in our podcast. And for all of you who are listening to it now, like 223 people are live now. Think about the thumbs up to tell the algorithm that you like this, and even better, leave and leave a comment for the algorithm and to let us know what you thought about today's show, what you think about Pico, and if they have a chance on the market. Also, leave a five-star review at iTunes, for example. Get out your iPad or your iPhone, find the podcast app, find this podcast and give it a five-star review. It would be amazing because more people could find that podcast. And that's everything that we got for this week. Looking forward to see you next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>